episode is an interview with Zishan B, who creates powerful protest music for our fragmented modern times. He just released Only In My Dreams, the third single off his album Melismatic, out May 15th. It follows Brown Power, a civil rights anthem accompanied by a music video that featured Dr. Cornel West, Ilhan Omar, and many other luminaries. Zishan has performed everywhere from Lincoln Center to Barack Obama's White House. Our conversation was a deep dive into the agony of hoping for a better world while living in this one. Also, please note this episode contains a mention of suicide. With that said, I'm Eden, and this is Crossroads. Cause you know that I've had enough I'll go back to sleep Cause this world isn't what it seems The streets are paved with gold Nobody's left out in the cold We can live like kings and queens Oh, in my dreams I'm really, uh, really honored to be able to premiere this amazing song. I was really, um, really moved by your essay about Only in My Dreams and by everything I read about all your work. So uh, I just wanted to start off by asking, asking you about that song and if there was anything you wanted to say about the inspiration behind it. It seems to come from this really like a dark personal place, but also a dark political place. But yet it's also about having a dream for the future, which is just so powerful to me. Um, and I wanted to know if you wanted to share any stories about how the song came about and how you wrote it. Well, you know, 2019 was, you know, really heavy year uh, for me. Um, you know, I was already sort of struggling um, with uh, sort of, insomnia and, and, you know, major depression, um, manic depression. And, um, you know, my, my best friend had committed suicide. Uh, and, um, it was, uh, it was very difficult to kind of, it was very difficult to sort of you know, cope with that. Um, you know, and, you know, the, the, the enormous sort of cascade of grief and, and regret and, you know, sort of the, the feeling like I, I couldn't have been there for him. I wasn't there for him. Um, you know, this was my best friend in college and, you know, uh, I had, you know, falling out with him, uh, that didn't quite get resolved, you know, before his death. And, you know, so it's just, I still live with so much guilt over that. And, um, it's hard to put it in, context but like you know just four years ago his own brother was shot and killed in Chicago and you know that's I mean and that's sort of a, a very Chicago story of just gun violence and um, gangs and you know I mean this kid was just walking home from the grocery store and 
you know, got held up and, and, you know, robbery gone wrong and, you know, shot and killed. And so, as you can imagine, I mean, it's hard to kind of talk of the, the death of, of, of my friend without, um, speaking of his brother and that, and that, you know, sort of, it's, it's, it's really, really, um, it's just, it's hard to unpack all that. It's hard to describe just the sort of, just the overwhelming nature of it. And just, it's, I mean, it's, it's like the irony of it all because, you know, their family, you know, at the time lived in Pakistan. And uh, when his brother was shot and killed in 2014, um, you know, uh, my, fr my best friend, uh, Mukaram, you know, I... Uh, you know, I, you know, I arranged, you know, for his body, for his brother's body to be sent to Pakistan for burial. That's what his parents wanted. And I went and visited, Mukar I mean, Mukarman, and I went to Pakistan. I went and spent time with his family there. And then, you know, five years later, uh, here I am doing the exact same thing. It's like, you know, sending a body to some, like, far off corner of the, this is my best friend. And, um... You know, so it, it, it uh, and I, you know, went to Pakistan, I made this sort of, sort of, I, what I felt was like a grief pilgrimage there to, you know, to pay my last respects to him. And uh, so, uh, you know, that was at the end of 2018 and 2019, you know, the beginning of 2019. And, and so uh, I felt like, um, I felt like I was sort of, you know, um, let's just say frayed at the edges and uh i couldn't sleep um i you know just felt like i was sleepwalking um through life you know and then of course during that time you know uh by that point it had been three years of you know being in this sort of twilight zone of the you know trump presidency um you know the the senate hearings you know around uh you know, Bob Mueller, and then of course the impeachment stuff, and nothing came of it, and it was just, um, it just felt like things were just, you know, going from bad to worse, and um, and so it it, uh, you know, my my dreams were very weird. Then it was very strange. I would have these nightmares that um, <laughs> it's it, it was like. Uh, they, you know, I, I, if I ever did get any sleep, I, you know, I'd get these very, very, you know, vivid, horrific dreams, and then I'd wake up sort of in a cold sweat, and I wouldn't want to go back to sleep because I was afraid that I would get, you know, I'd just get more nightmares, you know, and, um, you know, so it was, uh, uh, it was sort of amidst all that, and I, I once again seeing the enormous disparities and in inequalities all around me. In America, you know, I also saw, witnessed, uh, you know, I live in Baltimore currently, and, uh, you know, this is a city that is well known for, you know, the despair of the drug trade, and, you know, I saw uh, a shooting right in front of my apartment, two kids, they must have been teenagers just shooting at each other, and, um, you know, I, I think uh, it, it was kind of like a fog, you know, I think of it as like a like a cloud sort of hazy fog that I felt like I was walking through. But I guess if there's anything that came out of it, it was this song. Uh, and, uh, um, you know, and, and I, I really put my, I sort of poured my heart out into it. And, you know, it's, uh, it's so personal that uh, this song really is my favorite song of the entire album. I think it's the, 
I'm very if there's any of the songs that I'm really proud of it's this one um, it's just so real to me it's so visceral and and you know I, I, I love the the music and I love the way we we produced it and the way we arranged it and um, you know but uh, a lot to unpack so sorry it's kind of long-winded <laughs> No, not at all. I mean, um, thank you for sharing and that uh, it sounds like a lot of heaviness for you and um, a lot of weight uh, for you and also to put in a song. And it's it's always um, interesting to me how music seems to appear at these really kind of really end of the road times. It's like you think that you reach yeah. the end of the road and then there's just music there. I mean, has that been... A theme for oh, absolutely! You. I, you know, I think that, you know, the I, I've noticed within me that the one thing, you know, uh, especially as I, you know, continue to, I mean, I, I, I felt like I got to a good place uh, in the sort of the summer and early fall of 2019. You know, um, I figured out that I had sleep apnea. You know, that I had severe sleep apnea that I wasn't getting. I basically couldn't breathe when I was sleeping, right? So I was basic. I was. It was like I was suffocating my. It's almost like my grief was like suffocating me, <laughs> and uh, and you know once I got treated for that, you know things started to change. I started to like see things more. I guess things just felt a little bit lighter, um, and um, you know, and and I think that, you know, it's it, it's. It, one thing I've sort of realized throughout all this is that I think the the one thing that's propping me up, um, at a, that was propping me up at a time like that, and certainly at a time like this during this pandemic, is music. I mean, it's the only thing that, you know, I, I've I struggle getting out of bed. You know, um, it's tough to be out of work right now. It's tough to be uh, not doing, not being able to do what I do. I've, I've always been someone that, you know, and this goes into like, you know, mental health, like, and it's so important that we address these, you know, these, it's a real thing. And I, I, I just, I, I, I hate how taboo it is. And I, I mean, I think it's getting better. I think we're having more and more conversations about people are more and more open about, you know, doing, going for therapy, getting medication, et cetera. And I mean, I, I you know, it's, it's been I've been lucky to have had like um, my wife is a doctor and and like someone who takes mental health extremely seriously and looks at it like any other um looks at just the same way that you would look at diabetes or cancer or um coronavirus for that matter is you know I mean it's it's a real thing it affects your body it affects your mind you know um and yet somehow we don't have you know you know 5k runs for you know depression we don't have you know nfl players don't wear some stupid colored glove you know pink colored glove to you know commemorate it or i mean they should i think it should be blue <laughs> but like you know we don't have that as a society that we don't it does it's not legitimized and um i hope that it it you know we get to that place and uh but but yeah i mean i i think you know, to me, the the one thing that's been propping me up is just that uh, the, the, that's keeping me going is just that slight glimmer of um, idealism that you know somehow the human spirit and 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 the sort of you know and, you know karma and all these other things that like you know putting good into the world, putting good vibes in the universe will create will only uh, result in like a positive sort of atomic energy. 
And I think it's that bit of sort of flower child idealism that like is, you know, keeping me afloat now. Otherwise I think I would be committed, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I'm not, and I'm not alone. I, I, you know, and then, and at a time like this, uh, during this pandemic, it's, it is, you know, last year, I'll tell you, honestly, I felt alone. Like who else, who else do you know? Who's, you know, best friend, commit suicide and then only four years earlier his brother was killed you know what I mean like and his brother was like my little brother you know like that's a very sort of like um unique catastrophe um and you know so I felt alone in that at least this year I'm not alone um at least right now it's not alone I'm not alone and um and that's why I think it's so important for us to 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 talk with each other to 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 engage each other to therapeutize um for for lack of a better word um and i guess that's what i'm doing with you right you're you're like my shrink right now <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's uh that's i mean you're uh, <laughs> yeah i mean you're definitely definitely not alone which is um powerful but also i think a lot about how there's so much grief among people mm-hmm. and that has to be connected to some larger sure. things it's not just people in their own heads like making like it's just I just feel like there are much larger forces at work and I feel like those are really present in in everything I've heard of your music so far as well oh wow thank you I'm, I'm glad it resonated with you and uh you know uh and that's you know even, even like the you know the small like like Bill Withers when he died you know, uh, I mean, I was such a wreck over that, you know, he, you know, this was somebody who was, you know, uh, like, one of my biggest, if not biggest, like, musical idols, and was like, the soundtrack of my childhood. And, um, you know, and part of that is because and I think part of my grief was that, like, I always felt like his music was something I could latch on to when I wasn't feeling so so well and like you know it spoke to me and um i guess i've always wanted to put out music that um that anybody can relate to it doesn't matter i don't have i don't have an up target audience i don't have i don't have that kind of vision i don't have that kind of myopic view of you know how music should be made or who should be marketed to, marketed to i i i just don't give a shit about stuff like that i for me it's more like you know what's honest and what is uh, um, what's what tells the truth about you and the world around you and uh, um, you know I think uh, uh, but I'm 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 lucky to have whatever whatever support I have had over the years and uh, you know and and I and no pandemic is going to stop me from you know uh, continuing on I, this you know this sort of musical journey uh, I mean right now it's like I said it's the only thing that gets me out of bed, you know, I mean, there's my cat too. She also, my, my wife and my cat, they, they, uh, you know, they, they're also uh, very important uh, <laughs> forces in my life, you know? Yeah, definitely. I actually was just watching, um, in one of your videos, you were talking about the blue note and blues, which is something that I go uh-huh. back to when talking about uh-huh. stuff like this. Uh, I mean, it's such a, complicated thing but it's like this core energy that gets to the heart of these matters and then kind of moves them forward I don't know is that something that um 
that you go oh, back sure. to? I mean, you know, uh, it's funny. There's, um, you know, uh, I, I feel like I got so much um, great advice from, you know, growing up and kind of insights from, from, and I don't know if this answers your question, but like, you know, from the elders like around me who honestly saw so much worse than I have over my life. I mean, I didn't, you know, I've, I've been depressed and, you know, I've had loss and whatever, but I, I didn't get my, my, you know, uh, my granary, you know, my grain shop burned down in the partition of 1947 India that my grandfather dealt with. You know, I didn't like, I, I like my mom and dad, I, I didn't, my neighborhood wasn't hit by riots. I didn't have to go into hiding in my ancestral village. Like my dad did, you know what I mean? Like, so these are people who have, I didn't have to, you know, migrate to a different country with like a couple hundred bucks in my pocket. Like, you know, these these are people who are the hard knocks. And, uh, you know, it's it's uh, I remember my dad once telling me, he said, you know, you know, he said, you know what the problem with you is, he's like, he's like you don't enjoy your misery. You, you know, you need to you need to enjoy it a lot more. <laughs> he's like, well, the minute you start enjoying your misery and, you know, and, and it was kind of interesting. It was something very kind of. Buddhist about that like where it was like even though we're not Buddhist as a fa like it, it was something very very like life is you know it, the the core of existence is suffering so so embrace it and you know and 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 that's kind of you know like I think about people like my pops and it's like I think that's how he's dealt with everything he's just like oh I'll just enjoy the parade or I'll just you know uh, it, 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 it's like enjoying one's misery. And that's kind of what I think we do as musicians. I, I, like, I, I question why I do this. Like, I, I often stay up at night thinking, why do I go on stage? I mean, I have, honestly, I deal with a lot of stage fright and I, and I don't really let it show, but like inside, I, you know, like a lot of, you know, artists, um, you know, I have a lot of, I mean, I, 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 I contend with stage fright, you know? And, um, and so I, I and, and it, it's, it's going on stage is almost like a out of body, almost traumatic experience for me that like, I need to like uh, decompress when it's all over. And I keep asking myself, why do I keep doing it? And I think it's because it's what dad said. It's like, you got to enjoy the misery. <laughs> you have to, because, and, and the other thing is I only sing sad songs, you know, like I, I very rarely do I sing, um, uh, you know, happy songs, um, and, and but I take joy in that misery, I, I, and and for it, and that's what's interesting about performing music, and 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 that's maybe you know the the hardest thing about the the pandemic right now is that yes I can put out my music and you know try to you know uh, turn people on to it and you know you know bring attention to it and whatnot, but I can't do that thing that I, that, that I've always, that I always, you know, enjoyed the most about the most gratifying aspect of being a musician. And that's, you know, performing for people in front of them. I mean, like right now, you know, I just did uh, a, a sort of a short concert for um, like a mini concert for Men's Health magazine, uh, sort of raising, because uh, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. And we, you know, this is, is it was a partnership with the National Alliance of uh, Mental Health, Mental Illness. And, um, you know, I did that. I also did a, a home concert for Lincoln Center recently. And both those were crazy because it's like I have no idea what's going on on the other end. You know, um, I, I feed off of that energy of, of the people. So uh, anyway, the, the point is, you know, uh, I think being a musician, you have to 
Uh, it is by nature a very difficult life. It's not for the faint of heart. And, uh, um, you know, I think you have to kind of enjoy your misery a little bit. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I think I I have. And, and, and I think that over the years, I, you know, and that's why right now I have to kind of like, um, I think what's hard about right now is that like, I have to actually, now that I don't have as much to distract myself, okay, I've got to go do this show or that show or do this interview or that. I mean, just sort of, you know, the 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 day-to-day, you know, usual stuff that a musician does. Like, now that I don't necessarily have that those tools at my disposal, I'm forced to reconcile myself with the, the stuff that, the pain inside me that I was either ignoring um, or just distracting myself from by you know the day to day humdrum. Now I, I I'm forced to like deal with my feelings and um, and I think a lot of people are and and uh, so I think it's really important that we you know that we that we uh, you know reconcile ourselves with with those those innermost thoughts and and that we lean on each other too you know uh, and uh, like I said this this podcast right now is. Is a therapy session. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, I mean, I think that you're definitely um, not alone in feeling like you have to, or that this is kind of a confrontational period of silence. I've, I've read a lot. There's like an interesting contrast or duality between reading about um, all the all the like terrible things that are happening, but also the ways that people yeah. are kind of going Mm -hmm, inward mm -hmm, too mm -hmm. and asking how can we you know if we don't want to go back to the world that we had before both in terms of Mm -hmm. personal and and larger scale issues like how can we maybe use this to go to a different kind of future and oh oh absolutely i mean i mean i I think that in order to enact the social and political change that as a society we desperately need we need to channel empathy right I mean, like apathy and dystopia have just kind of been, and you know, cynicism have been the the order of the day. And and there's, I feel like, spirit. We, I, 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 we're it's like a spiritual blackout that you know that we've faced that has everything to do with why, you know, this like monstrous you know human being is like in the Oval Office right now. It has everything to do with why, um, you know, this sort of kleptocracy. Of the far right, of the Republicans, you know, the Republican Party has become a party of kleptocrats. You know, um, uh, it has everything to do with with that, and that's and it has a lot to do with also why the music, the popular music now, is becoming uh, more and more vacuous and more and more it, the kind of like you know like one of my favorite sort of um, public figures is is uh, Dr. Cornell West, and and he says it so well, and I was really honored to have him in my music video, uh, Brown Power. Um, but he says it so well that like, you know, the, the music that comes out nowadays, it's the kind of music that'll titillate your body, but it won't stir your soul, you know? And, and why is that? Because as a society, like t- empathy and tenderness is, is low. I mean, why, why is it that like, you know, so many marriages end in divorce? Why is it that, uh, you know, we can't even like hold down relationships with each other? Why is it that, um, you know, uh, it's just so many things. I mean, why is it that we don't care about those who don't have that, who, who, you know, uh, who have less than us? Why, you know, why, how do we, what, what does it say about us? You know? Um, and I think the, I think that, 
you know, at, we should hold society accountable for, you know, how the most vulnerable are treated and how the, the most downtrodden are treated. That's, that's the mark of like a great society. Um, and I think that I do have hope for us millennials, you know, uh, starting to kind of like get at, you get a seat at the table. We're not quite there yet, but like, I think that there's so much we can do because we're not, we're not entitled. People think we're like spoiled and we are not. We are literally the first generation of Americans who has it worse than our parents. You know, um, I mean, I, when I got out of college, uh, it, it was right in the middle of the, the I was sorry, it was just the start of the recession. I mean, you know, uh, we lived through this, this is coronavirus thing. I mean, we are, we are not an entitled bunch of people. We've kind of like, there's no American dream for us. You know what I mean? Uh, there's no piece of the pie for us, you know, sort of like how I alluded to in, in the song only in my dreams. And, and um, so I, I think that we're going to be a strong generation. I think we're going to uh, enact some amazing changes. And, and even the generation that come, that that's coming after us, you know, um, I do have a lot of, um, I am very proud of, of my peers. I'm proud of my generation. Um, and, you know, I, I want us to just empathize. I want us to hold each other to a higher standard. Um, and that's what I try to do in my music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally, totally agree with all of that. Um, I definitely think the apathy that you were talking about um, on a larger scale seems also connected to, I guess it seems connected to me to just the mental health sure, crises sure. going on that we were talking about. I think they're similar symptoms of maybe a, maybe a larger sickness. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just, uh, it's cool to hear people putting that out in the open more and more. I think like as there's more apathy, it seems like there's also this growing desire um, maybe among younger generations, especially to actually change things. It's like, why, you know, why yeah, absolutely. not? <laughs> absolutely. I mean, and we see, I mean, we're, we're more open about our mental health. We're more open about, you know, getting what we need. We're more open about, you know, advocating, um, you know, for uh, equality and for uh, justice. I mean, uh, you know, people out there, I mean, th- like these protesters in Michigan, you know, these people are sick, honestly. Like, I mean, like, I'm not saying I feel bad for them. I don't. But like, I they are sick people. They like the the fact that this country has such a, a like a, um, a corrosive and disgusting like um, gun culture you know, it's sick, it's disgusting, you know, um, and, and it's, it's people's minds have, like, been corroded over generations to believe falsehoods and hypocrisy, and, and, uh, and, and, you know, at, at the core of it is, it's just, you know, I don't think that as a society, we've, uh, prioritized, you know, mental health, and I wanted to add something, if it's okay, um, that, uh, you know, something I, is, is interesting that, you know, uh, for me, you know, being an artist and sort of having my palm on the pulse of that has, you know, is its own sort of story, but also seeing, you know, uh, it, when we talk about public health, uh, you know, having a wife, you know, my wife being a resident doctor, um, you know, someone who's, you know, uh, the sort of a sort of grunt, you know, for, for like the medical system, for the healthcare system. These are the people who are really, 
right now, like, you know, she's on the front lines of COVID and really, you know, um, you know, just, just like, um, crushing it, you know what I mean? And, 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 you know, uh, um, full throttle and, uh, you know, to get her perspective on this is, 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 has been fascinating over the years. And, and she has, you know, made me very aware of the disparities, um, in health, um, you know, in healthcare provided to, or, or, or I guess, or not provided to, um, minorities as particularly, you know, uh, blacks, Hispanics and native Americans. Um, you know, and right now, you know, uh, like, uh, she was the first to, I guess, like, you know, shine a light to me about like the, and that's now we're now starting to find out that like COVID is disproportionately, um, you know, affecting people of color, uh, in communities that don't have access to technology, that don't have access to um, quality healthcare, and you know, having that perspective from my wife has been um, extremely uh, insightful. It, it depressing too, uh, depressing too, and you know, kind of, you know. Um, but I think that uh, as a couple, we have kind of like. Um, fed off of each other's like energy and sort of the different things that we we see in our in our day to day and and um, you know as being an, being an interracial couple too um, you know that the fact that she's Hispanic the fact that I'm you know South Asian uh, I think we represent what twenty you know we represent twenty twenty we represent the change that I think America is going to continue to see and and the change that people you know, like those the protesters in Michigan, those type of the far right or whoever, like these people don't want to see. Um, and I've been very strident about that in my music. And uh, um, and, and I think that our generation is going to be the one to really, you know, kick down the doors. Uh, and I'm, I just can't wait to, to be a part of it. And uh, and I'm, I mean, I, I, I don't think I'll sit on the sidelines. You know, I'm not just going to eat popcorn and watch it happen. I, I really want to be a part of that and you know my wife does too and our you know a lot of our peers and a lot of our friends and family want to be a part of that too and it's so exciting to kind of it's invigorating to be around that mm-hmm. yeah um yeah my mom's a uh, on the front lines of um oh yeah covid in new york also so i uh oh. i definitely hear and she definitely says similar things um like just about the like inequality in terms of who shows mm-hmm. up and I always think of that as another, um, I mean, it's like we're definitely not all in the same boat in this crisis, and there's these really deep roots of um, just colonialism that I see everywhere still, and I think they're all connected to. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, you even saw in New York where you are right now, just over the weekend, you know, police are handing out masks to, you know, hipster white kids sitting in the park, and then, you know, people, (laughs) black people are being, they're beating the shit out of black people, you know. Uh, what does it say? You know, your mother's, uh, she's, she's in healthcare. Oh yeah. So you, I mean, you know what it is. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I mean, and I think that this, if it's anything that, you know, maybe this pandemic will open our eyes to these things because we were forced to not be just distracted by the day to day. We have to take account of everything. We're forced to, you know, uh, take a deep look inside and, um, you know, I just hope that come November and, and onwards that it will, you know, translate into the, you know, social political change that we so need. 
Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And I mean, I'm thank you for um, all your work in this and putting out your music. I mean, there's really, you've done so much powerful work. Um, and it's, I feel like just beginning, like with all the, I feel like you've used some um, just multimedia really well, which is something I was um, going to mention before, but it's just so cool to see all the ways that you've like started building these connections online even if it doesn't feel like they're being echoed back to you <laughs> yeah it's tough you know i mean i i'm i'm in a strange boat that you know i've i've had a lot of great um opportunities and been blessed with them but you know i i i don't have a big fan base i don't have i'm not an influencer i'm not i and i don't think i ever will be i don't like and and it's tough because i think there's so much pressure on musicians to kind of do that to be that influencer type um you know uh and and or or just be very savvy with like social media and what's hard is that like what's been hard for me over the years is like social media like literally gives me anxiety like like posting shit like telling people what i've been doing or whatever like i do it because i have to i mean i feel like it's just you just have to but like that kind of shit i think also doesn't really help my mental health because i'm like I don't know, it's just like this whole like cool fog bullshit of like, you know, trying to like showcase one's best life in, you know, and, and I don't really know how I fit in that. I, I like, you know, when my wife comes home, I just put my phone away. I don't want to talk. I don't want to post shit. I don't want to, you know, if I'm, you know, if I'm doing something, I want to do it. I don't want to post about it. I don't want to, you know, and I've suffered. I mean, and, and, and I don't, and, and that's the other thing with my music. Like, I don't want to, you know, uh, make, take any shortcuts. I don't want to, you know, uh, just throw on some trap beats, you know, instead of using real drums or real, it's just, you know, and I don't know, like I, I, it, I feel like life would be a lot easier for me maybe if I did, or if I, you know, uh, tried to be, you know, Mr. Influencer and, uh, you know, and, and I mean, uh, (laughs) there's a lot of that, there's a lot of that pressure to do that, but, but, you know, I don't think I ever will. And, and, I, I hope I never will. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, yeah, it's all that stuff just uh, influencer posts just kind of disappear, and then I feel like you have to be engaged with what means something to you. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and, and what, what to me, it's, it's real life is what's just happening right in front of you. It's not the screen. I mean, like, I go... I've, you know, I go for, sometimes I just, like I said, social media gives me anxiety. So like I, sometimes I just don't want to post that shit. I don't care to like, you know, and it's not like anybody, you know, for the week or two, like for the two, three weeks that I don't post shit. Like, it's not like anybody comes asking me, Hey man, how have you been? Like, uh, are you, you all right? Are you, nobody gives a shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, uh, it's not real life. You know what I mean? We've created like this alternate reality. That's not real life. And, and that's another thing that I want us to take account of you know because while we're you know looking at the screen and doing all that like the rug is being swept out from underneath us and we're being played you know we're being inundated with with mindless crap uh you know uh, like soulless music and 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 um you know uh kind of like vacuous pop culture that um that's not real. It's, you know what I mean? And, and it's, it's being put on us to, to dumb us down. You know what I mean? Um, like even, even a society, like when's the last time you've like watched a TV show where they use an interesting 
word that you might not have heard before that you want to look up in a dictionary. You know what I mean? Like, it's like there is a force at play that the you know whether we believe it or not. Like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say there's a deep state or anything, but there is something at play. There is, I believe, a corporate you know superpower structure that is totally working day and night to dumb us down and that's why people think that like you know there are these miracle drugs for coronavirus that's why people are so like incredibly brain dead that they believe in the snake oil that people like donald trump sell you know um it takes a certain level of in my opinion like mental illness as well as just like stupidity i'm not actually stupid but just like uh, there's that's why there's such a, a war on on facts and reason you know um and and so i hope that you know during this time once again i really hope that we can really kind of just see the writing on the wall and and you know uh kind of shake our heads a little bit and 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 use you know use our minds you know i mean uh uh you know the the i think the greatest weapon is not a gun it's a library card you know uh and uh i i am a proud you know carrier of many different library cards for baltimore for new york for chicago i <laughs> i i'm i'm all about the library yo yeah i mean i i hate using the word capitalism because it's such a buzzword yeah, yeah. but uh yeah i feel like i mean i don't know i <laughs> I have mixed feelings on social media. I think it can be, it's really stressful for sure, but I think it's sometimes, it I don't know, good. sometimes it feels like it can be connecting, yes. but also I feel like it's just when people, when selling products or when the distraction um, starts to play into it. And <laughs> that's, that's when, when it, you see the hustle, <laughs> when you see the hustle, that's when it's like, okay, this, and, and that's what I feel like I have to do is kind of sell myself and it's a reality whatever you know it's like I've learned to kind of accept it but like that feels really weird to me you know um and I, but you know you're right there are good things I mean for example even with this song only in my dreams you know uh, the the artwork for it uh you know I'm so proud to say is uh, was done by um you know my one of my you know oldest friends from childhood that you know from when i was like you know eight nine years old uh her name is francesca gabrielle she's this amazing visual artist in la we had lost touch over 20 years and then you know she saw some of my new releases coming out you know uh i released a song called no sheen i think uh and oh, when i released brown power too and so she she uh reached out to me and i was like oh my god it's francesca you know and we 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 rekindled our friendship over social media and like, what do you know? The next, you know, we talk and, you know, and the next thing we know we're, we're working with each other. She designed the, the, the artwork and it's amazing. I'm so proud of it. And like, it's interesting. Like she, she's like, you know, she represents to me someone who was there for me at a time when I needed, when I moved to, you know, um, like a primarily white area and I was not used to being around white people before then. And she was the only white kid who would associate with me, who would sit with me at lunch, who would walk with me to and from school, who was nice to me, you know? And like she had, I, I, it's like, she, I have that like sort of, she's like a savior. She's like a nidus in shining armor. She always had that thing. Like, you know what I mean? So when I heard from her again, I was like, Oh my God. And it's great because now we can sort of, you know what I'm saying? Lean on each other. 
uh, in time in a time like this, and that came through social media. So that there are, I mean, and and you know uh, how appropriate that you know for this song, uh, you know uh, that she came through for me again, you know, when I needed it, and uh, you know, so uh, there is there is a silver lining, and there is that, like I said, glimmer of idealism that. There is that glimmer of idealism that you know uh, that's still coursing through me and keeping me. Um, this keeps me going, you know. Um. Hmm. Well, I, I guess the glimmer of idealism is I'm seeing more and more um, representation in government of people, you know, people of color, people of different sexual orientation, uh, you know, transgender people um, who are, you know, starting to get a seat at the table. Uh, it's extremely encouraging. It's and it's exhilarating for me. Um, we're we're getting there. We're getting ours, you know, Uh despite all the haters out there, despite all the people out there who are working day and night to thwart us, to, to, to delegit, to delegitimize us, to, um, you know, uh, voters, you know, people who are like, you know, the Republican party is, is become a party of voter suppression and kleptocracy. And despite that, we're, we're like, we're showing up, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're we're pulling up and like, like uh-uh, you know, we're, we're still going to get ours, you know? And that's what, you know, the, my song Brown Power was all about. But like, yeah, I mean, that gives me enormous hope for the future. Um, you know, seeing more and more interracial marriages, uh, interracial, forget about marriages, just interracial relationships. Um, you know, seeing uh, more and more people from the LGBTQ community who lead openly you know, uh, uh, who lead like an openly LGBTQ lifestyle, um, you know, that, that, the, the, that sort of homophobia that existed even when I was in high school is so much less now than it was, um, than it was back then. Um, that gives me a lot of, uh, pause. Like, you know, these kids, like the, the kids in Florida who, you know, who were fighting, uh, you know, uh, for for gun legislation, you know, in Parkland, like the, these kids gave me a lot of hope. You know, these are this is the this is the generation after me, and they're you know already very post racial, post I mean, post LGBTQ. They 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 are just so much more fluid, but they don't have some of like the baggage that I feel like cats like I like me grew up with. You know, um, that gives me a lot of hope. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I think that we're, we're as a society becoming more aware of the impact that we're having on the planet. And I'm talking about my generation is doing that, not like the baby boomers. I'm sorry. They just like, you know, and my dad, who was one of them, you know, said to himself, like he said, you know, son, we failed you, you know, we, and, and, and I kind of appreciated that somebody from that generation could actually, stopped and and said okay and stopped to for a second and and refrained from the same old thing of all oh, you millennials are so spoiled and entitled and instead just admitted to the fact that we did whatever the hell we wanted we you know destroyed the earth destroyed the economy you know 
and you know kind of uh screwed you guys over you know um I, where was I going with that? I <laughs> I think that like we are learning from their mistakes. We are becoming more, you know, um, we're becoming more uh, aware of climate change. We're we're more aware. We're the we're not like uh, you know immune to logic and reason and science. Um, you know, I I, um, I I and and that gives me um, a lot of hope for for the future um, and. Um, and all I can do is really just, you know, uh, uh, do my part and, and, you know, and expect for others to have high expectations for others. Um, that's something that, you know, uh, sometimes is hard to do because you just see the swath of like stupidity that exists in, in a lot of humanity. It's like, oh my God, you know, and, uh, and, you know, but, uh, these things, you know, they give me, uh, you know, expecting more of other people and having high expectations of my peers and whatnot, I think is it's it gives me hope, you know, and keeps me going. Cause it's